0: The members of Ravener have joined the antidote. Thanks so much for coming for a talk.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Did I say the band name correctly?
1: Yes, that's perfect.
0: (laughs) So now everybody else gets to know how to say it.
1: Yes, absolutely perfect.
0: I think maybe we should do this the easy way. Can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us how important you
1: are in the band? How important. Oh my. Okay, yeah. So I'm Camber. I'm the lead vocalist and I'm the founder of the band.
2: Uh I'm Jordan. I'm just a bass player. <laughs> I play like three notes and just I basically play like quarter and eighth notes, and that's about all I can do. So yeah, I'm not really important, I guess.
1: Okay, that is not true at all. <laughs>
3: My name is Josh and I do what I can on the electric guitar <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we're missing one person
1: yes we are Christian was not able to be present with us tonight but Christian is our drummer
0: so since he's not here that means he's the unimportant band member
1: apparently together
3: like
2: other I
0: Now, I need you guys to help me out with the band name, Ravener. This isn't some kind of an Edgar Allan Poe obsession.
1: I like Edgar Allan Poe.
0: (laughs) So you did style it on the Raven.
1: Yes. So when I founded the band in 2016, Ravens were a very important symbol. Maybe a little bit of an obsession. Not necessarily directly because of Edgar Allan Poe, but Maybe the same reason that he liked ravens so much. I've always been obsessed with like the mythological nature of ravens, um, the biblical roots of it, the cultural roots of it, the symbolism, and everything. So I surrounded the name of the band from that. And ravener, um, I think it's an antiquated word now, but it is a French word, and it literally means to pillage or to ravage other definitions i've seen of it is to be hollowed out and the meaning of that i think you can take it a lot of different ways but i was just very fascinated with that and then um we kind of americanized it so obviously that's not how you pronounce it in in french um but that's where it all came from so that's where Ravener, the name of it came from
0: okay camber i want to single you out for a minute Because I first heard you a long time ago through Noise Trade with your Hurry Up EP. But that was back in 2014, I guess before you did the switch to the name Ravener. So, why make the change?
1: Whoa! Sorry, I was taken aback by that. (laughs) That almost makes me a little emotional. Wow. So, I formed Ravener after that because... I realized at the time, it's kind of transformed now, but I realized at the time I wanted to form like a band, like more of a heavier sound that was not attached to the entity of my solo work as an artist. So I could have a little more freedom in my solo work. So, so was this
0: ego crushing?
1: Yes. If I'm being honest, yes. I remember like that decision being made. I felt really weird about it at the time. And That's really crazy that you like just asked that because yes.
0: Let me pull in something from the Hurry Up release. It has the song Lost in Music City. Yes. Was, was that how you felt moving to Nashville?
1: Well, and it's funny because when I wrote that song first of all, I haven't even played out that song in quite some time, but I didn't necessarily feel lost in a bad way. I felt like I was being swept up away in a new adventure. Like there wasn't a negative connotation with it. I was in a very young relationship at the time with my ex and that's what our lives were. We were like 20 and getting just swept up away and lost in the city and in the music and in the industry. So that's kind of what that was about.
0: If you're good with this, I'd like to get into some of your earlier music before we talk about your new EP. Okay. Ravener's debut, Disconnected, came out in 2016. The opening song, Scarlet, is Mm -hmm. outstanding, but it's really sad. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes. So, I wouldn't want to get in specifics, but it kind of sparked from some information I received from my family. There was some dark family secrets that came out, and it felt like within ourselves and within a family's especially, there's things that come out that it's like, will there ever be healing from this? will this darkness ever see the light of day and I'd felt so deeply connected with it because it was my family and so that's where scarlet came from and scarlet comes from like the imagery of the scarlet letter Mm -hmm. which I loved that book but I was just kind of obsessed with that imagery of like the things that we do in our lives how we like how we wear it on our chest as a scarlet letter and that's just what, that's what Scarlet's about, is just exploring those themes. And I'm not even necessarily sure if the song finds redemption. I think it's just, it just goes in those dark places. And I think it's very cathartic. And so, yeah, that's, that's where that came from.
0: Actually, the entire Disconnected EP is filled with sad songs. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that the final one brings in a bit of hope. So, was it important to you to give a redeeming moment with our hearts?
1: Yeah, it was. That was a very intentional choice because I also saw just a lot of redemption in my life where it was like, okay, like, the journey of our lives is not to keep building walls and doing things, but to let those things fall down and to be aware of those things. So, yeah, Our Hearts is definitely, like, the redeeming quality of the rest of the record. It's like the light to the darkness, for sure.
0: I mean, you're all involved with the band. So, on a personal level, why is music important to you?
1: Am I going first? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Yeah. For me, music has always been a part of my life. Um, my mother's a singer. My granddad can sing. I grew up in the church. That has always surrounded me. But on a personal note, when I was a teenager and I went through some some challenging times, I went through a couple of brain surgeries and just some trials and tribulations. That's when songwriting came in. And I started composing myself. It wasn't, I'm learning pieces, you know, because I... I had piano lessons and stuff growing up. It wasn't learning other people's songs. It was, I'm journaling. I'm grabbing my guitar or my piano and starting to write and create out of the pain that I was going through. It was a very personal journey. And I'm so thankful for that. Even though those times were really scary. And I could even say maybe there was some trauma from that. Music was that healing after all of that and it's continued to be that it's always come out of pain or reflection or it's a release for sure that's always how i've approached it and anytime i've tried to approach it differently it never works so that's been my journey
0: and what about you josh
3: well for me um i feel like music is something i could always lean on or fall back to just like camera. I grew up in a somewhat of a musical household, but I'm really thankful for my mother because the essence of her, and I don't want to go into it like a racial thing, but my mother's a black woman, but she's opened my mind to a lot of the rock aspects of things. And for that, I'm truly thankful because then it's made me a well-rounded person and listening to all areas of music as well. So I've always had a musical ear and I've always been listening to music first. And I've picked up musical instruments at 18. So I'm 26. So it's been about eight years since I've been playing. But yeah, music is always something I could always fall back to uh, after troubling times or when something wouldn't go right. I could always turn to a, a favorite song or, or a favorite album. And, and in that time, I feel like everything is okay. So
0: that's cool. Okay, Jordan, you get to round out
3: the conversation.
2: Yeah, for me, music's always just been an outlet. I've dealt with a lot in my life. I've been struggling with anxiety and depression since I was like a teenager. And I was around the same time that I started playing music as well. And I mean, I started out in metal bands back when I was in high school and then came to Nashville and started playing country music and now I'm playing stuff with Ravener and it It's always been, I've always had an approach to doing music where it was an outlet for me for all the stuff. I tend to be pretty quiet and reserved a lot of the time. And so I keep a lot of feelings of like my stresses and my sad things or whatever. like A lot of the negative stuff I kind of bottle up inside me and then it's kind of translated into how I've written, how I've played. It's just how I Am when I do music, and it's kind of just been an outlet for me. I we kind of have a running joke where, like, before we do shows and stuff like that, I kind of just go off and do my little thing for about five, ten minutes, where I just kind of stand like alone and kind of think about all the stuff that what's stressing me out, what's making me upset, you know, all the negative things, and I bottle all that up, and I end up taking it to a stage, and we have a running joke that's called the demon because. Because I'm able to, like, let all the negative stuff out. It's important to me because it's it's been an outlet and it allows me to kind of be free for a little while. And it's, it's always great for me.
0: So then you would say that's what motivates you to create? It's a freeing moment for you?
2: Yeah. You know, when you're creating music, it's like there are no rules. Nothing's wrong and nothing's right. It's just a free space to do as you so please. And that's what I always find beautiful about is that you can do whatever you want. And there's nothing wrong with what you do. It's just a nice free thing because I feel like in, in life we all kind of have these rules that we have to follow. And there's all these like kind of constraints we have on our lives. But in music you're able to be free with that. There are no constraints, nothing to tie you down.
0: There's another way of looking at that. Are you concerned about what your listeners
2: think? Sure. I mean, yes and no. For me, like, I do songwriting as well. Like, sometimes I write songs that no one's ever going to listen to it. And that's okay because for me, it's something that I would rather just have because it's handling something that I'm going through at that time. I think you also can be concerned about We want to have songs that are relatable and for something that everybody feels. But then there are songs that are just a little too personal that may not touch everybody that hears them in some kind of way. And it's really figuring out that line sometimes. <laughs> That's why like, I have a lot of songs that will never be heard by anybody because they're talking about some specific day at this specific time about this <laughs> or that specific thing and nobody else will understand except me. So... Yeah, you think about the listeners, too, and try to make it so that they can consume it as well. But it's okay to have songs that are just for your ears only, and that's fine.
0: So I want to move on to something else. Beast was the follow-up to Disconnected. Really, it's pretty wild that the two releases were only nine months apart. You know, it's, It sounds like having a baby. <laughs> but seriously... Raven, must have really pushed to get that release put out so quickly.
1: Yes. And I knew for me personally during that time, there was such a creative surge at that time. It was almost like this spiritual experience, like that whole year going into 2017. Like we were traveling a lot, a lot of tour dates. We were just in it. And I hate to bring this up, but it's almost like those were the days before COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's different now, <laughs> at least for now. Maybe it'll be different in the future. We'll see. But there was not a lot of time at all, and I think about that sometimes. I'm like, Ooh. It it was a like living, breathing, sleeping thing for sure."
0: Well, maybe that's why Beast is so much like disconnected. You know, on the surface, it deals with bad relationships, like on the song Pray. Your words fall through me like milk and honey. You try to bait me, but I just keep running. Mm -hmm. Has life really been that dark?
1: Probably not on the surface, but you know what it is? I think as artists and songwriters, at least for me, the type that I am personally, the songs are reflecting what's truly good going on. And sometimes, you know, we're just not conscious of that in our day to day. I know I'm not. You're in the throes of your work and paying bills and just day to day mundane tasks. But the songs are always like on the pulse point of what's really going on. And I think during that time, I was dealing with a lot of bad relationships. I was in a downward spiral with my family, because of choices I was making, with friendships, and, and with my significant other at the time. And you know what? Maybe in some ways it really was that dark. It really was. I mean, and, and the songs just kind of, I mean, they speak for themselves, you know?
0: hmm Now, something else is that Ravener does play some Christian music events. Mm -hmm. But I've never heard you describe yourself as a Christian band. Mm -mm. Would that kind of label change things for you?
1: I think so. Um, And there's a lot of bands and artists that I really respect and love that do use that term. But it hasn't felt right for me personally, because I used to joke about being a back row Baptist, but (laughs) I have found myself... Always one foot in that culture and one foot in the other. And maybe it's like what Jesus said I mean, you're in the world, but not of. I mean, I think when you're really trying to be yourself and be all parts of yourself, you're never going to truly be in a box. And I think that's why I've been uncomfortable with using that term. And I know that there are some Christian listeners or bands or artists that may not understand that. They may judge that. They may think, you know, that's I don't know, not very spiritual or moral. Well, okay, that's that's their opinion. Cause I do know people in that world that are very staunch about that. Like, okay, this is how a Christian band should be. That's fine. I'm just older, I'm getting I'm just realizing, you know, what I am and I think just things are not black and white can't fit it into a box so yeah we've been pretty conscious about that all four of us kind of have varying journeys spiritually and emotionally and Mm. but we all respect each other and love each other and that's being real yeah and i know personally when i study who jesus is and when i'm on my own personal journey spiritually that's the truth
0: exactly
1: and i could go on and on but so thank you for your uh your your honest thoughts about that
0: you know what i need you to help me out with something okay. because beast included a song called american monster and the song says you are my american monster cradled by a vicious impostor sink your teeth divided and conquered bleeding nation tearing asunder mm-hmm. okay now i'm canadian is that why i'm missing your intentions <laughs>
1: I mean, it might be a little alienating to folks, but I think for me, when I was writing that song, all I felt was division and political and social turmoil. But I was also feeling the turmoil in my life personally, back to what I was sharing before. I was seeing things with every relationship, every aspect of my life, just being very tumultuous and not healthy. And that was all a reflection of that. And I think because it was during that politically charged season, I think that kind of filtered through it. Actually, you know what's funny, Dave? The vocal feature on that is my artist friend, Cormac Neeson. He's Irish.
0: Oh, we know how Irish people are.
1: (laughs) Hey now, I'm Irish in heritage. (laughs)
0: You guys got quite acclaimed. Alt Press said that Ravener was the best unsigned band in Tennessee. And they also said, In a city bursting with country and bluesy indie rock, Nashville's Ravener are a cinematic alt-metal band beautifully haunting with electronic and pop elements sprinkled in. This band has put a refreshing twist on a familiar genre. So what I'd like to hear, is it better to do it alone rather than signing with a label?
1: Oh my, that's a really, yeah, Jordan just said what I was thinking. That's a hard question to answer right now. There's just so many unknowns. I mean, I think if you are going to be with the label, they really have to be on board with what you're doing. Because there's too many yucky situations with that for people or artists are getting taken advantage of. So, you know, we might be independent for a long time. I have no clue. We really just don't know how kind of unstable so many things are with our industry, with, with the world and everything, with traveling and touring. We just don't know.
0: Ravener's new EP released September 15th. And I don't know if this really matters, but I do want to find out. So why did it take until your third release to have one that was self-titled?
1: Oh, oh, that's a wonderful question. I have a couple of thoughts about that. I think one of the reasons I chose for it to be self-titled was in making that record, first of all, It was recorded with Ravener's uh, former members right before the pandemic hit. Like literally, we wrapped it up days before things really started to shut down. And at the time, it's just doing a lot of soul searching. Those band members were on their way out. We had already made that decision, but we decided to finish the record. It just felt appropriate to self-title because it just felt like here's the culmination of what we've been journeying and I've been journeying in my life past couple of years and this feels like a new start. It just, for whatever reason, that made sense. And I will say, I almost called the EP precipice. Um, I decided for aesthetic reasons to emulate that with the artwork because I kept seeing that image in my mind. I kept seeing The Raven just being on the edge and being on the precipice of something new just in general in my life. And I think with the band, that has now played itself out because during the pandemic, all of a sudden, I started working with Christian, our drummer, and organically, we started reforming this this entity of Ravener and then Jordan and Josh came in the mix. And now it, it's breathed so much new life into this. And now new experiences are happening. New songs are happening. New journeys are happening. So it's just felt so right to simply self-title it.
0: Well, tell me, is it just me or is the Ravener EP more polished and smoother than your previous releases?
1: A thousand percent. And if I may brag on our producer for that, Colt Caparone, out of Dark River Studios, we sat down and we were very intentional about that because we wanted to create a sound that we're taking the authentic spirit of the style and of the songs, but creating something that, that people can really resonate with. And it doesn't mean that They couldn't with the old music. But we were very intentional about that. And Colt Capron, he did a wonderful job. He was wonderful to work with. So you are not wrong. It's definitely more polished. That is for sure.
0: I have to say that with all the news coming in about Hurricane Ida, it keeps reminding me of the song Drown. I can't hide it anymore, left me stranded at the shore. Everything I know in the depths below drowned from the inside. Was that personal feeling overwhelmed?
1: Yes. Yes. I I started writing that song once again, subconscious versus conscious. I don't think I was consciously aware of this, but the fact was everything I knew, the systems I had in my life, my relationship with, with my ex. Was falling apart after six years. And I started writing that song like within my spirit. I think I knew. But there's also a really positive side to that song if you really dig deeper. I think that song is a baptism personally. Like, yeah, there is that darkness to it, but it's like, okay, what happens when everything we know falls apart? New beginnings, new things. So I feel very happy when I perform that song because it's nice to leave those old things behind, you know. Um, but that's very interesting comparison you made with what's going on with the Hurricanes right now, for sure.
0: You know, I want to hear from Josh and Jordan. With the songs of Ravener being so serious, what's it like being in the band? Is this fun?
2: It's funny because the songs are so serious, but if you're like, ever around us it is the most non-serious thing in the world <laughs> I, it's honestly it's just funny just thinking about like how we come across in the music and how we come across on stage but then if you are to actually talk to one of us or sit there and witness a minute of what goes on do <laughs> you think that this wasn't a band at all you know you think it was a comedy troupe half yeah. the time because yeah we're all super easygoing and super kind of lighthearted about everything yeah we're very serious about doing the music like we're really serious when we're in the writing process and in rehearsals and stuff like that but then it's like outside of that we're all we're all just friends here and we're just having a good old time <laughs> mm-hmm. i laugh so much with these guys like when we when we are touring <laughs> all kinds of shenanigans is going on and it's it's just very, it's very, I want to say night and day because it's like on yes. stage, we're super serious, we're hard rocking, we're, you know, headbanging, bouncing around, doing all that kind of stuff. But then it's like off stage, completely <laughs> different people, completely different kind of atmosphere.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I think I've already mentioned about how Ravener's songs are often about people struggling. So, something I also wonder about is whether music should also give solutions.
1: Oh, my. Well, and, and I want to tread lightly with my thoughts on this, but um, I think that's why, once again, we've strayed away from putting ourselves in a solely Christian label box Musically and artistically, because I think the danger sometimes in that world—and not to over criticize—but the danger is to always give solutions, to always like have a period at the end of the sentence. And um, I know for me, I, I studied music, I studied songwriting. One of my professors, who unfortunately he's he's passed away. His name was Rick Elias And he was real prominent in the Christian music industry, ironically But one of the things he would say to us And I'll never forget it Is real art, real music Songs are asking questions They're just asking questions They're exploring And that like stuck with me so much Because I just think that's being honest Because there are so many unknowns in this life you know, we can We can let that consume us and take away our joy and our freedom, or we can, not to sound precious, but we can dance in it, or we can war with it, we can live with it, you know?
0: Well, then the question also comes up, do you think that Christians are trying to provide answers in their music that isn't found in the mainstream market?
1: And see, and this is where I contradict myself, because at the same time, I know I have my personal beliefs about where I find my grounding at the end of the day. And as someone who considers themselves a believer, at the end of the day, I do believe that there is a reconciliation to all of the darkness. You know what I mean? Like It's Mm -hmm. the same energy that the song at the end of the Disconnected EP, Our Heart, it's that same energy that through it all, I do feel like there is redemption. And personally, I do believe in Christ. But at the same time, I'm comfortable with the other side of that too. And I'm probably contradicting myself, so be it. It's both and.
0: But that's good, because that's how we are as people anyway, aren't we?
1: Yes, we're a mess. (laughs) It's true.
0: It is true.
1: We're just a mess, and we just have to learn to laugh at it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something I want to do is bring in the song Animal from the Ravener EP. The song talks about someone being in an awful situation, Mm -hmm. but finding a way out. Mm-hmm. Now, that song has been getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Do you think it really It's because listeners are seeing themselves in that song?
1: Can I say a tongue-in-cheek answer first? Sure. Because shout out to former Ravenor member John Carver for that bitchin' solo. I think that's mostly why it gets the attention. But uh, I love that song. Um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, we want to get out of the struggles. We want to overcome. Like kind of back to what you were saying earlier, like we want to progress. I mean, even we all have our dark moments. And I think all of us could unanimously say we have moments of hopelessness and struggle. And as a band, you know, we've been together long enough. We've seen that in each other. That's real life. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we... We want to move forward. We want to move on to the next day and and get out of it and, and be stronger. And especially with everything going on with COVID. I think that's the challenge, you know, like as humans, it's like, okay, can we overcome this? So yeah, maybe that is one of the reasons why it resonates with people.
0: Well, I guess it's time to hear. What kind of impact do you think that the Ravener EP is going to have?
1: Mm, I love that you use the word impact. We were talking about that just last night. We were using that word and how, like, how important that is for us as a band. We want our music to impact in multiple ways. I, I, I hope it brings encouragement. That is the first word that comes to mind for me. I hope it brings encouragement to people. Like even if they're not thinking too deeply about it, I hope they hear the melodies, the hooks, the riffs, the like the power of the lyrics and just get excited. Cause I know for me, when I'm in a mood, I turn on rock, like my local rock station here in Nashville, launching on the buzz. They're my they're one of my favorite local stations. Um and like I always feel better. That's why I love this genre of music. That it gets you out of your head. And kind of like what Jordan was saying. You're, you're in that moment. And I think people will find that in this record. Um, and I could confidently say. That it does differ from the past couple EPs. I'm not sure if the music that was being put out in those records could evoke the same feeling. I'm not sure. But I think this one does.
0: Well, I want to thank Ravener for coming for this talk. And I want you to have a good run with this new EP.
1: Thank you so much. This has been really interesting. A lot of unexpected twists and turns. This was a blessing. So thank you so much for having us. We are so grateful.